Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O C-O. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? <laughs> You'll kill again. I'll kill again! <laughs> oh, you don't want to give me a discount on my croissant Oh, I'll kill again. Hello, the croissant. Would you? And you'll never find the bodies. Oh, the little girl's shoes. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a croissant sandwich. Oh, the croissant witch. Yes. I'm yeah, a respected yeah. customer. Um, if you do not treat me with respect here at this Burger King, I'll kill again. Um, all right. Well, let's just start the show. Uh, that's Marcus, and then I'm Ben, and then with us as always. He seems angry today. I'll kill again. Mm. <laughs> How many have you killed? Oh, let's not worry about my numbers. <laughs> so but none. let's just say no. <laughs> let's just say if I do not get a discount on my coffee today, little Miss Barista, there'll be another missing girl in this neighborhood because I will kill again. Oh, <laughs> I'm the BTK killer. Very interesting, BTK. <laughs> Not as scary as you might uh, seem to be. No, 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 no. He's actually very nice. Actually, <laughs> so um, that's no, what we'll be I'm talking Henry about. I'm sorry about this. Yeah, uh, that's what we uh, we'll be talking about. BTK, uh, his full name. Dennis Lynn Raider. Oh, Lynn. Bad uh, middle um, name on this poor so serial killer. Um, we were going to do another episode about something else today. I forgot. I even forget what it was. Oh, it's something very interesting that we will do in the future. Yeah, <laughs> alien yeah, surprise, surprise. It's a surprise. Um, but then uh, end up, you know, just you know, lopsy dopsy, just sitting there watching a documentary on the BTK Wearing killer pants, by myself. No pants. No pants. Good, good. What are you talking about? Hey, I literally was entirely naked except for socks laying in my bed. Oh, well, I sent you those emails. Oh, oh. that is so <laughs> gross. I Why did you keep I... your socks on? I don't know. It was cold in my room. But yeah, you were totally naked, except for socks. You lose more t- f- temperature out of your feet. No, it's out of your head. Than out of your ass. <laughs> I think I that's do believe, true. I do think you lose more. Yeah, that's true about the ass versus the I had the a feet. pillow on my head. Okay, good. So I'm sitting there, and I end up watching this documentary by the BTK Killer, and it scared the living fuck out of me. This stuff is scary. So uh-huh. it's like, well, let's cover it. Let's cover it, because yeah. we never really went in depth about the BTK Killer. He's a fucking monster. Um, and, of course, BTK stands for Bind, Torture, Kill. Bind, Torture, Kill. Yeah. In now, that order, in exactly in that order, because this guy's a nerd. This guy oh, is God, a nerd. He's such a nerd. And that's the thing about him, too, is that, so it's like, I, I realize in the end, it's like, why have we never given enough credence to the BTK killer? Because once you get into his story, it's absolutely compelling. It's an yeah. amazing serial killer story. He was never caught. He, his, his, his 
activity he was, was a regular. Caught. He, I mean, but yeah. in terms of like, I was watching a documentary before he was caught. It's all yeah. like, but will he kill again? Mm. <laughs> um, and that's the best thing about being a serial killer that goes on hiatus is that anytime you want, you can just go, I'll kill again. Right. You <laughs> exactly. just send a letter to the police and they, they, you just get anything you want. You get coupons to Walmart. You <laughs> get anything. That's you, what it is? Oh, a yeah. Free Vans shoes. You just oh. go to Vans and be like, I'll represent Van Shoes or I'll kill again. And it's just <laughs> a man with a fucking pillowcase hat on selling Van Shoes. He can't say who he is. He's like, you'll buy these Van Shoes or I'll kill again. That's a good point. I feel like if you threaten to kill again, I mean, you're going to get whatever you need. Anything you want. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Cat and mouse game with the police. This guy, it's an amazing story, but the, yeah, the guy's a fucking nerd, mm. pussy, like fucking so horrible, pinch faced baby man. So start us off here. So he's in Kansas. It's a lonely man's place. Not a lot of folks let's around. Say, let's, he's set bored. The, uh, let's set the. Uh, the temperament for uh, Kansas. First of all, what mm. year are we in here? It's the year 1977 19... is when the first killing happens. Okay, 1977. So all right, now let's just imagine it's Kansas. Lost. And the way the way we do this, right? Right. What's in Kansas? There's nothing. Right? Nothing there. There's dirt. Yeah. Farm this land. is there Wichita, mountains. Kansas. Right. Population 500,000. So you hear this? Ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. Corn it. Yeah. Got some corn it. And that's the number one radio show in Kansas. <laughs> you know, that's actually what they would listen to for this entertainment. This is the environment that the BTK killer was born in. Right. And this is why his brain seems a little bit dull, a little bit slow. And uh, we were talking about how we never give, gave him credence before. I think that's sort of why. He's sort of your uncle's serial killer. Not, yeah. not you know, when you get not it. the coolest guy around. Unless you, I mean... Gacy was a clown for Christ's sake. The problem sake. was is yeah. that it's also this was a guy who had to beg for uh, press attention. This was a guy who had to he had to fucking have a, a a temper tantrum about people not paying attention to him when it was like son of Sam got that shit bam uh out the New door. New York Post Daily News. He was I like mean, the Lucas Brothers of serial killers. <laughs> um, so 1977. This is when he gets his first kill. How old was he here? That's a god, yeah. 32 when he first he started 32. killing at 32 and at this time he was already married Which with two because, children yeah because um Phil Hartman got picked up by SNL when he was 32 ah! that's another good that's a good that's a good number it's a good industry age. yeah hitting hitting your stride at 32 and isn't that said Phil Hartman is dead BTK still lives yeah still lives doing 175 years in prison with the a fucking frowny sentence. face on ten smile buddy yeah ten consecutive life sentences which and you here's know. what's interesting about his sentencing is uh, they even though he was caught in 2005 uh, in nine they didn't reinstate the death penalty in Kansas until 1994 and since the murder took place before then he was not eligible for the death penalty what the a grandfather him in. so 77 do we have any information on the first victim that he took or what was his life like uh, up before he started killing he was his, married he had two children his life uh, his life up until that see when he was a kid he is actually quoted as saying he's like I can't believe nobody noticed there was something wrong with me because he used to tie himself up and this was a practice that continued on later on in his life this is when he just gave himself the nickname B for <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would uh, he would bind himself He's up like when he Christmas was a kid. Present. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little geisha girl. <laughs> yeah, and give himself like sexual release. He of course okay. mutilated animals, and he continued that later on in his life. There is a, a collection of pictures that I saw in which he would bind himself up, and through a very complicated Rube Goldberg machine, he would set up a Polaroid camera to take pictures of himself. What a sick! While fuck. he was bound up, and he had a he had a lady mask. Like a really creepy lady mask that he would bet. Where are these pictures? Huh? Have you seen these pictures? Yeah. 
Where are they? They're on that site that you sent me. Oh yeah, I got. I didn't go deeply all the way yeah, through. Yeah, I went really through the entire up. fucking. Thing, I man. found it's this great. insane um, free website that was. Uh, I mean, again, just the only the only thing you get pr- primo fucking deep cut internet like BTK archive. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think you started Googling for it uh, when you were fully clothed, but then the website wouldn't let you do it until you got nude. Oh, yeah, you also couldn't access it without Cheeto dust on your fingers. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> so see. that was the other thing. That was I a problem that had to be rectified immediately. It's an interesting day. I just get the uh, imagery of him at like a Sears uh, family studio, just like tied himself <laughs> up. He's like, take the picture now. Take a picture, bitch. Take it now. Take a picture. I don't know if come. we can do this. Uh, we, I'm going to get the manager. Do you want uh, the stars background or the laser background? Put me in the woods. <laughs> okay. In fact, he did take all these in the woods including one uh, picture in which he took a picture of himself bound up in the dug up grave of one of his victims like he dug a grave for one I of his I saw victims. that picture yeah He didn't end up using the grave lazy motherfucker No and that was creepy as fuck cuz he's sitting yeah. there laying wearing that lady mask and yeah. stuff But we really should, let's go deeper into before we get into all the details yeah. let's go more to his personal life and yeah. where it comes from yeah. And so, so yeah, yeah, he's the oldest of uh, four brothers. Grew up, uh, he actually grew up in Wichita, Kansas, so he knew uh, exactly, he knew how the town worked. He knew everything. Uh, and so he was living in Park City. It was a, a suburb, and he was working at a Coleman uh, plant, which Coleman makes wonderful camping gear, as okay. we all know. Yeah. 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 He's had a list, uh, a laundry list of the, of the most boring jobs that you can have, uh, which is just, again, the breeding ground for comedians and serial killers. That's true. Oh, it's either, yeah. it's like temp. Work, yeah. Temp work yeah. makes you a killer, or just want to share laughter. Yeah, and I'm sure the BTK thought he was hilarious. Oh yeah, you know, he loved his <laughs> jokes. He worked in, for a time. He worked at the meat department at a IGA supermarket. IGA, which, I haven't heard that name in forever. I worked at IGA really? as a janitor. Wow, so that's yeah. amazing. In you're high school, same, you're like the same guy. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and so while he was working at the plant, he spied out his first victim or the uh, mother of his first victims, the Otero family. Okay. Now, and he was is- quoted as saying, "When he saw her, because he had been planning it for years. This has been this had been something that uh, was in the back of his mind." Uh, and he said, "When he saw her, this is something that he was quoted as saying in uh, an interview with a newscaster uh, at." Cake TV. And, yeah, I, uh, I also don't like the fact that all of his correspondence had to deal with Cake TV. I know. Because when it comes down to it's like, I love cake, you know? Yeah. And if, you, if you're sitting there, you're eating cake, watching cake, and then the BTK killer news comes up. Yeah. You're just going to be like, ah, oh, now I can't finish slurping down all this icing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you can if you're Yeah. And he was quoted when he saw Otero, he said, that's when the ball game exploded. Oh, That's exciting. when the ball game exploded. <laughs> so he Which meant that? he came his pants. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say it's from now on. It's not the best euphemism If I ever all premature time, yeah. ejaculate ever again, <laughs> I would just say, well, that ball game just went ahead and exploded. I'm Isn't sorry that, that something? Honey. Yeah, and that was uh, Julie Otero. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with 
horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, so he started, Did he when he was taking pictures of himself all bound up, would he masturbate to those pictures of himself? 
That I, I don't know. Okay. I just think it made him harder than he masturbated. They talk about also when you go into the uh, the details of his crimes as well. It was the same thing where the actions would make him incredibly excited, and they think that he would either come while he was doing them, or he would save it and get he'd be rigid hard throughout the whole process, and then masturbate onto his victims. Yeah. Um, okay. The thing is also. Is that's got to be scarier than anything else? A fucking madman screaming at you with a rock hard boner. <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, and that was the image that was in my mind the entire time. The entire time. Yeah. Um, so this first victim of his, did he? Did well, he, it yeah. wasn't first just a victim, first victim. Was so. an entire family. He yeah. murdered an entire family. One oh, okay. Both. And so what he would do was, he was fascinated with children. That that is, they they, they know that he wasn't a pedophile. Yeah. Um, but there was something. And he about never them. raped anyone. He never raped anyone. And basically, well, he, he raped these women. Mm-mm. No. Oh, he no, never no did. penetration whatsoever. No, he okay. was a pussy. I know this is disgusting to say, but it was just like he was not aggressive. This is, is all fair to v- say that you voyeuristic. Would, re- voyeuristic. would yeah. you respect him more had he raped these women? No, it's not even that. It's just a. It's. We, we, we were talking about this on the train coming up here. There's, there's a difference between this guy and something like a Dahmer and something like a Gacy where you feel like a Dahmer and a Gacy have some sort of emotional hole that they're filling with their crimes. This is a guy that was – he just believed that he was better than humankind. Complete and total so, – like textbook sociopath. He was yeah. a megalomaniac. He yeah. thought that he – he I feel like we should have this conversation. Like I feel like we should have this conversation with serial killer trading cards in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but I want the Dahmer because he was a full personality. So so basically what happened was is that what he would do is it was very little – it it wasn't a lot of uh, – he he chose this family at random pretty much. He saw her and then it clicked in his head. But he worked with her at the the Coleman plant. He didn't work with her. It was a big plant. He just saw her. Okay. And he just clicked in his head. So what he would start to do is he would start tailing them and he watched the family. And he called these – when he would choose a family, he would call it his projects. His projects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had, fun, he had fun. Which little, is also the he had same fun thing. little names for everything. I love the idea that it clicked in his head where he's just like working at the Coleman plant. He's like, Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again! The ball game has exploded! <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, would tail this family for a long period of time. So he was a stalker. Basically, okay. he, oh, yeah. he wanted to gather as much information about them as possible. And so what he would do, what he did with this first crime is that he watched them and watched them and basically trying to find out when it was a time when the father wasn't home and when the little girls and the, the mother were home. And he um, – it was a boy and a girl. And he watched Nine them and watched and them. Yes. And he went up to the one of the kids one day and he was like, hey. And he showed him a picture of a person. He's like, have you seen this person? Have you seen this person anywhere in this neighborhood? And she was like, no, no. She's like, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And then he'd leave. And then a couple days later, on the day of the murder. World's, uh, goof. Remember that? The Have German- you seen this boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this boy? Um, then he would go up to the – then the, on the day of the murder, he went up to the door and he rang the doorbell. The little girl answered and he was like – Basically, he had earned her trust by yeah. showing her a picture, and he was like, "Have you seen this person?" And she's like, "No, I told you no, but maybe you asked my mom." She's he's like, "Is your mom home right now?" And she's like, "Yes." And then he'd walk. He walked in, pulled out a gun, and then basically it was the same rundown every time. He's like, "I have a sexual problem, um, but yeah. the thing is, is I'm here. I am not here to do it. I'm here to rob you." And so what he'd do? He'd separate yeah. them. He put the kids in one room, and then basically what happened was is that as he was tying up the mother, the kids freaked out. Because they could hear him killing her. Yes, and okay. also the father was home in the back, and he had no idea. So the father comes in as he's tying up the woman. They get into a struggle. He overcomes the father, then basically has to tie up the mother and the father, and he strangles 
the mother, because what he would do with them is that he wouldn't actively strangle them. He would put a plastic bag over their face, then a cord, then a pillowcase, and then a cord. And the idea was so that you couldn't get through the pillowcase to rip through the plastic sheet. So it's like he would just tie them up and leave them. Okay. And, and basically, it started like that. That murder was a gig- The murder of the family was a gigantic clusterfuck that was just like one one problem after the next because they basically he thought they were dead and they were just unconscious and they yeah. would pop back up because he, he said that it was so he's like it's so much harder to strangle someone to death than you think it is sounds like a comedy of errors so here. basically he, he eventually he <laughs> killed <laughs> he did it eventually after uh, weakening them over time and then how um, long did this whole ordeal take? probably hours and it's in the middle of the day this okay. was in the middle of the day and the very last thing he did was he hung the little girl up the nine-year-old girl in the basement by a steam pipe and he said that the vision of her begging for mercy was so sexually gratifying to him that he came all over yeah. Ah, all right. So he up. was slightly aroused by these but children. They, they, so it's like this is a guy. Like I have chills on my spine, like talking about this crime. because it's like then then the police came and investigated, and no one found anything, yeah. and it was silent. It was the middle of a fucking suburban neighborhood in the middle of yeah. the day, and he did it and popped right back out and went right back to his life. This cold right. motherfucker. Oh, and back basically, to work. when it happened, and then a couple months afterwards, there was no, there was just like, they were like, they've never I mean, seen anything like this in Wichita. It was this yeah. crazy, ritualistic, like, torture killing in, yeah. in the middle of this town that has something like 10 murders, maybe a fucking a decade. A decade. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no-lock doors type of town. Yeah. Right. And then it, you, a lot of basically, he are. got freaked out, and that's when he started writing letters to the uh, newspaper. And he wrote the first go, letter. How do you go back to working at the Coleman plant after murdering and coming all over oh, we'll the entire family? Do, 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 we'll actually do, do, do. get to that yeah. fucking coldness in some of the later murders. It's insane. No, yeah, he just showed up. It was like, hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah. You guys see Seinfeld, this new show? It's pretty hilarious. Oh, my. Oh, no, it's 1974, so it was like Rhoda. Yeah. Does he was a big notice, Rhoda like, fan. Dennis has really awkward, like... Uh, water fountain conversations. No, like I don't about, listen like, to Dennis. Oh, no, okay, and that's, that's a, a good idea. No, that's the thing about it. He was the most normal of normal human beings. Well, a lot of times we say people are normal when they're quiet and no, just like he was. A, he was a, a community leader. He was a Boy Scout leader. Yeah, he was a, normal about a Boy Scout leader. Though. <laughs> he was the, He was the president of the church council. Like this man was a community. Like nobody okay. in a million. Oh years. yeah, he was like Gacy. Very similar to Gacy in yeah. that respect. In terms of well, it's, Gacy was gregarious and people liked him, which was because, you know, he's a clown. Well, yeah, and of course you have to build up community respect in order to slip under the radar. Yeah. No one expects Dennis to do that. The church man? And then yeah. the uh, the next crime he tried, the next crime he committed was against a... Um, Catherine Bright. Catherine Bright. Now, Catherine Bright was, again, just a pretty young girl and he did the, he did the same exact thing. He tracked her, he tracked her and how, he how broke into the house. How long would he usually uh, stalk his victims for before he would kill them? It seemed like Months. it was... like It seemed like so he, he would pick to- someone and, yeah, and then he would watch them and watch them and watch them. And then Catherine Bright, he did the thing where he broke into her house while she wasn't home. He watched her shower. He watched her smoke a cigarette in her living room, watched her go to bed, and then he attacked her when she was asleep. And, like, that is terrifying. It's the Night Stalker thing. It's just exactly. that she is, she is like, I, I know it's like this is kind of heavy. It's harder for me to even joke about it. It literally scared the shit out of me last night yeah. reading about this because this is what we've been talking about. This guy would break into these people's homes, sit in a closet for hours, because he's got the patience of a fucking sphinx because he's a psychopath. Wait for the perfect moment to get you when you're most vulnerable. Actually, that didn't start until the next murder. Catherine Bright was another fuck-up. 
Oh was, yes, yeah. Yes, Catherine yes, Bright was because an her boyfriend. Film. That was the one where the the, the boyfriend, the brother was. No, home, no, no. What and happened? He tried to, I'm sorry, mix it yeah. up with the other one. That was the one where he um he he had a gun on him and he pulled in and the brother showed up and tried to wrestle it from him and then basically he tried to shoot it. He shot him in the side of his head mm-hmm. and like just knocked him out and he thought he was dead and then he started like strangling. Catherine, and then he busted back in, and then he shot him in the face. Still lived. Yeah. Wandered out into the street with a hole in his face, fell onto a car as it was going, goes, going, like, and then, yeah. like, that was when, and the cops came, like, five minutes later, and he was gone, and yeah. she was dead. And yeah. after, uh, and after I mean, there the needs assault, to be a sign that uh, the city puts up, like, watch out for nearly dead people. You might, <laughs> you might yeah. hit them with your gun. Watch out for deer Don't and nearly them. dead people. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw True an not. interview with this guy as an adult. Looks fucking great for a guy who got shot in the face twice. Oh, he actually he still lived. lived. Oh, yeah. He okay, lived so without how, any problem. how wasn't he able to identify BTK? He got, got shot, shot in the, the face. face twice. Yeah, but didn't he <laughs> see the guy who shot him? No, he got shot. No, it was just like literally like you're you got shot in the side of the head. You were knocked clean unconscious. Right. You're just trying anything you can to help your your sister who's in the middle of being raped. You just have to like you're like like you're going at and then yeah. essentially yeah you get just yeah. shot in the face. And also Dennis okay. Rader is just pretty generic white dude. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and you know the funny thing is about this is that he uh, stabbed her. This is the only one in which he used a knife to kill. And the only one in which he didn't use strangulation. And it was the only murder he never bragged about. He wasn't yeah. proud of himself. For he this. was not proud of himself. I wonder he if didn't he didn't do not, well. He probably didn't get any sexual satisfaction over it. It seems no, because like he, he didn't get to because it was fixation. no. He came all over. He saw oh, he it. did. Yeah, he always. Um, and did he? And did he say the same? I have a sexual problem. I have a sexual Which, problem. It's like the yeah. lamest uh, intro to yeah, kill. He yeah. would either say that or he would say, "I have a problem with sexual fantasies." And then yeah. would he say anything to them before he would kill them? Uh, where do we was, talk? Well, there was a couple times where he would. Uh, what he would do is he would say, "I have a sexual problem." And he would tell these women, "It's like, listen, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just right. going to rape you. Let me tie you up." And so they would say, "Okay, deal." And, yeah, I, I was like, like "Okay, this you're right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine." You were in my closet the whole day. I didn't even notice. Look at <laughs> you. You're quiet as a baggy bug. This is amazing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest and. I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God, I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. 
Or it could be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and i was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue nile bling she's got on her right now get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more with code last podcast at blue nile.com that's 50 dollars off with code last podcast at blue nile.com blue nile.com One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. And so he would uh, he would do all that, and then he would get to the point where he would strangle them, and was, while he was strangle, strangling them, he's like, I'm the BTK killer. <laughs> yeah, like, he was like, news. Oh! Yeah, he was the man with a flair for drama. He uh, wanted to up the tension. No, he was like the phantom of the opera. And so then the next <laughs> one that he tried to, the next person that he um, that he murdered was so try, uh, try, try, Shirley Vian. Sh- Shirley Vian, and this was another horrible story where it's like he he. Uh, did the same thing, entry to the house through her kids by basically like just getting her kids to let him into the house. Again, stop having children. They let murderers in your house. The she came in. <laughs> Are you blaming the, the children? Here? I'm I think blaming you're the children. Blaming a little bit, isn't <laughs> it? But they went and he took the three children. And he put them in a bathroom, locked, tied the door shut, then basically killed their mother. And as the children were listening to the mother get heard, the little the older brother of the kids was just fucking. Just snapped into action and Jimmy opened a tiny window, got all of the kids out of the window okay. through the bathroom, and like they escaped. Yeah. But he was again, he admit later on that he was gonna kill the kids. And it was the same exact thing. So this bound is another, torch to the woman. Yeah. A- another group of people uh that saw him. Mm-hmm. That yes. escaped. I mean, I f- he's the, the luckiest serial killer of all yes. time. How hasn't he been caught yet? Yeah, but the children, uh, they were they rolled the children's description of him as unreliable. All they said was you know he was uh, he was a white guy. You he know? was a, he was a man. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a man. And uh, another fucked up thing that he did is that he, in order to keep the children occupied, he made Vian put toys in there and blankets to keep the kids occupied while he went and fucking killed her. Oh yeah, because again he said, "I'm just trying to rob you." 
Get right. the kids out of here. I'm just trying to right. rob you. Now, so this was another bot. So we, he's over three as far I as mean, in terms smooth of, killings go. No, and these are over at like the first three. I take it back. The first three were all in 1974. Mm-hmm. Like from January. Oh, okay. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, from uh, January. Well, the first two were January of 74 and April 4th of 1974. Shirley Viam wasn't until three years later, 1977. Oh, that's what they were saying. And then what happened was, is then he wrote a letter. Then he wrote a letter basically describing the murder of the Otero family. Um, and, and and it went ignored. Everyone was just like, well, he's kind of... Because originally they had picked up these three guys who had confessed to being BTK killers, the, 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 the trying to be the killer of these family. And he wrote a letter saying, those people are just trying to uh, accept... Uh, accept uh, fucking... They, they want to claim something they never did. He's like, Let it I go, it. BTK! No, because he wanted... Because this is what he right, wanted. of course. And so the next thing here, this, this is an excerpt. This is from an actual letter, the follow-up letter he wrote after he wrote a very graphic, disgusting letter to the newspaper. I forgot what to cake, right? Cake. So yeah. how many years after he killed the family did he write this letter? Three years. Three years, okay. Now, this is a follow-up letter. Why don't they pay attention to me? This is the why don't they pay attention to me letter. Um, and I will, I will read it now. I find the newspaper not writing about the poem on Vianne unamusing. <laughs> a little paragraph would have been enough. I know it's not I know it not the media fault. The police chief, he keep things quiet and doesn't let the public know they're a psycho running around loose, strangling, strangling mostly women. There's seven in the ground. Who will be next? How many do I have to kill before I get a name in the paper or some national attention? Do the mm. cop think that all these deaths are not relating? Golly not a gee. scribe. No, not a scribe. He, I also Definitely think he not. was writing these things uh, badly on purpose to show to to basically portray that he was uneducated. Ah. Golly gee, yes, the mo is different in each, but look, a pattern is developing. The victims are tied up. Mostly have been women. Phone cut. Bring some bondage. Matter. Sadist tendencies. No struggle outside the death spot. No witnesses except the veins kids. They were very lucky. A phone call saved them. I was going to tape the boys and put plastics bags over their head like I did Joseph and Shirley and then hang the girl. God. Oh, God. What a beautiful sexual relief that would have been. Josephine, when I hung her, really turned me on. Her pleading for mercy. Then the rope took hold. She helpless, staring at me with wide, terror-filled eyes. The rope getting tighter, tighter. You don't understand these things because you're not under the influence of Factor X. The same thing that made Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, Havery Glattman, Boston Strangler, Dr. H.H. Holmes, Pantyhose Strangler of Florida, Hillside Strangler, Ted of the West Coast, and many more infamous character kill. Which seems senseless, but we cannot help it. There is no cure, no help, except death or being caught and put away. It is a terrible nightmare. But you see, I don't lose any sleep over it. After a thing like Fox, I come home and go about life like anyone else. And I will be like that until the urge hit me again. It's not continuous and I don't have a lot of time. It take time to set a kill. One mistake and it all over. Since I about blew it on the phone, handwriting is out letter. Guide is too long. A typewriter can be traced too. My short poem of death and maybe a drawing. Later on, real picture and maybe a tape of the sound will come your way. How will you know me? Before a murder or murders, you will receive a copy of the initials of BTK. You keep that copy. The original will show up someday on Guess Who? And then That's after that, fun. he goes on to give some suggestions as to what names he should have. Oh, all right. Oh, what, are, what are some of these suggestions? The BTK Strangler. Oh, that's fun. The Wichita Strangler. So he, okay, I'm sorry. Just real quick. Uh, he we was were talking like a, about this previously. Uh, I think I don't know if we. Uh, I think in just private. 
You can't give yourself a nickname. They're <laughs> no, never no, gonna, no, no. never going to give you the nickname you want. Didn't never somebody want to be called Viper? We talk about Cobra. Yeah, Cobra. Yeah, Nick Chivarella wanted to be called <laughs> no. Viper. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is a guy. Again, he is a, a fucking. He's a megalomaniac. He really thinks he deserves everything, and he also just sounds like an entertainment industry guy. He just yeah. sounds. He's got the instincts of an ad guy yeah. from like ABC. If he wants to be the BTK, he Sprangler, knows what pops. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to call you the BTK Chubbler. We're just going to go with the Chubbler. <laughs> he's like the uh, he's like the Cat Dennings of serial killers. It's, you know what yeah, I mean? He's I really got Kat his Dennings. finger on the pulse. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What are some other ones? The Poetic Strangler. Which oh, I'll he get can't uh, write in a moment. I'll get to why he wants to call himself the Poetic should, okay. Strangler. He writes poems. Yeah. Oh, okay. The good. Bondage Strangler or Psycho. Uh, the Wichita Hangman. The oh, Wichita I like the Wichita Hangman. The Wichita Executioner. Here's my favorite: the Garot Phantom. <laughs> what a fact! <laughs> the Garot Phantom is called the Phantom of the Night. I mean, what is he? Does he think? And so? the asphy- the asphyxiator. Uh, it reminds me okay. of the guy from the Poughkeepsie tapes. If you've ever yeah. seen that film, I honestly yeah. think Vince McMahon should have just hired him to uh, design pro wrestling names. The uh, Affixiator. Yeah. These are ta- the Garot Phantom. Yeah, worst names I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh yeah, they're awful. And then okay, and then after this, he has his next victim, Nancy Fox. Uh, and Nancy Fox, this one is interesting because as soon as he, you know, it, pretty standard stuff, the same MO as all the rest of them. As soon as he commits the murder, he goes to a payphone and calls 911. It's amazing. And, and he tells them there's a homicide here. Uh, get police here. It's like, it's at this address. Yes, yes, 911. Yes, it's the garage phantom. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a kill, a recent kill. Yeah. Yes. And so they trade, and this is when caller ID was brand new. People didn't even really know that it was, you know, a thing. No, and they had, and they, yeah, he, because yeah. the operators have it for nine one one. And they got okay. the police got there in two minutes, and there was just the, you know, the receiver dangling off the hook dramatically because it's such a fucking drama queen. Right, right, right. Uh, and then they, but go it to does th- sounds like it sounds like a modern day serial killer. Now yeah. all this stuff sounds like old hat, but when this shit was happening, Huge. it was. It was nightmarish. No one had ever seen this shit before. No, this guy yeah. was being like, and that was the thing. So it's like you have to, you have to say it's just like he was very good at what he was doing. But it's just, and again, you know, and how you get to be very good at what you're doing is you have to be a total unrepentant, disgusting monster. It's yeah. like you can't have it. It's like Dahmer had a problem. Dahmer right. was fucked. Like he, he was a lonely fucker who couldn't get laid, and he—that's what he was doing. Is he had a deep, dark hole. Of sorrow in the center of him that made him do what he did, and I think, and then you. This is a guy. Well, and then this was, just, yeah, and again, it, it was just somebody s- who just loved the smell of his own shit, right. like Dennis fucking Raider. Like yeah. this was a guy, and it's just like, don't if- call me Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the feel, and really, Dahmer's sexual sadism is. I don't think it's extreme uh, as extreme as BTK. It's really just homosexuality mixed with a little corpse love. He just mm. should have been like he just needed medication and right. a therapist. And if if someone had gotten to him early enough, like he maybe could have been avoided. Because you see him in those interviews afterwards, yeah. And he's been medicated, and he's been talking to, you, and you see him like he looks at horror about what yeah. he does. Yeah, Dennis Rader does. had no regret. Yeah. Yeah. By this day, you know, Dahmer might be running that fucking chocolate factory. You never <laughs> <Who> know. <laughs> <laughs> Him just with a big purple fucking top hat on, like, tasting all the chocolates. And he's like, more sweet cream, please. <laughs> so after, Filipino boy sucking on his balls. And so after, uh, after the death of uh, Nancy Fox, that's when he starts sending in poems. And how was the death of Nancy Fox? Did this one actually go as planned, or did he botch this This one also? went perfectly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, this is the one where he was inspired. So he wrote a poem that was inspired by the old folk poem, the old folk song, Oh Death. Okay. So this is 
Oh, death to Nancy. Oh, my God. What is that I can see? Cold icy hands taking hold of me. For death has come. You all can see. So bad. Hell has opened its gates to trick me. He sees, oh, like, wearing death. one of those old, like, New Orleans, like, masquerade masks. <laughs> yeah. writing it. Oh, death. Oh, death. Can't you spare me over for another year? I'll stuff your jaws till you can't talk. I'll bind your legs till you can't walk. I'll tie your hands till you can't make a stand. And finally, I'll close your eyes so you can't see. I'll bring sexual death unto you for me. I mean, it is not the best poetry. <laughs> no, and the next letter. Did he they wrote... print that in the paper? No. Okay. No. Did he? But he said. But this at to the this paper. time, they, at this time, they still hadn't even uh, told the public that there was a serial killer. So it wasn't until I feel like that's bad cop work. Well, it wasn't until this this ta- this letter came out that they were like, "Well, we'll we'll give him what he wants." Because it's like because basically the sheriff was like, "I'd rather have him expressing himself right. over letters over the over the television than killing people." And we better take this poem seriously. It's written with a quill. Yeah, yeah. So we're get- we got the seventh grade Mrs. Schrader seventh grade English class has been on it. Right. They've been they've been going looking for themes on it uh-huh. for for classes now, and um, they think there's a lot of winter imagery. Um, <laughs> he did, yeah, he did actually write one poem about spring. All right, what's yeah, that yeah. poem about? Uh, I mean, that, this was after he was caught. Yeah, that was, this is after he's caught. It's pretty shitty. Oh, okay. It's just a fucking old fart and writing a poem about spring. The next letter he wrote was about a woman. I can't find her last name. Anna. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but this is a woman who got away. This was a woman who ba- it was it, it was the same exact thing. He had hit her and he hid in her home for hours. He had stalked her and hid in her home. Mm-hmm. He popped out and was it what's the exact breakdown? Because didn't she see him and just ran out of the house? She saw him like she uh, heard like some crunching uh, in the in her flower bed. Got to leave the Cheetos at home, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> now I remember what I it was. Now I remember like what the, it was. He's like the Carl Malone of serial no, killers. He he's was never uh, really winning the championship. Yet. Yeah, because <laughs> the. The funny thing is, he won the, one with the, Lakers, the longer he goes on, the older his victims get. Okay, it's like first he, I mean, the youngest is nine, and then, uh, and then the next one is twenty. Uh, I think Catherine he Bright realizes that they're easier and easier as he goes. Yeah, Catherine Bright was twenty-one. Shirley Vianne was twenty-four. Uh, Nancy Fox was twenty-eight, and then uh, this woman, uh, Nancy, she was an older lady. You're and talking about he Anna. Uh, Anna, sorry. Anna uh, was uh, just some woman that he had found, older woman, in I think 40s. in her 40s, 50s, something like that. And he had stalked her. He had found like an day. He, had put he out said down that he day. would sit and lay down at night before going to bed and he would think about the murder and play it over and over in his head till it became a reality. Yeah. And that's what he would do. He would see one person and then just become fixated on them for some X reason or another and then like fantasize it like no matter so it wasn't even sexual it's just and about their ability to be killed it was all about fantasy and, and so, am I right he's still married he still has these two kids at home uh, now, oh you could do this, all this we, at this point he has three Yes, yeah. there was three. Ch- Don't bother Daddy when he's lying down. <laughs> uh, we'll actually get to that in a second. That's when it gets kind of creepy during the hiatus. Uh, so what he does is that he memorizes. He m- Wait, how, the Jenga games in the Raider household must have been fucking heavy. Like, Everybody is loaded. Yeah, and so <laughs> Clue. He has his own card in Clue, and it's like him every time. You're like, That's weird, Dad. You're Daddy not actually did in it. the game. Yeah. Daddy did it with the ropes yeah. in, in their house. Yeah, <laughs> and then he. Uh, what happens is he. Uh, uh, 
knows that this woman goes to church on a certain day and then comes home and then she's alone. However, on the night that he planned to kill her, she ended up going and staying the night with a friend. And when the woman came home, she found that the back window was broken, her phone line was cut, uh, the mat, like the, her shit was like completely disheveled, uh, and she called the cops and like, holy shit, you almost got killed by BTK. And then after oh, this, crazy. and he Good wrote- that friend of hers had that Twilight party. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight party! <laughs> this is why, like, if anyone ever asks you to do some last-minute plans, maybe you should just do them. Just yeah. always you know do I mean? plans. Because oh, you yeah. never really know who's tracking you yeah. right, and right. trying to kill you at any yeah. given moment. Think That's why I do. I always mix up my actions. So don't try and fucking come for me. And this All right, is you want to fucking come for me, you're not going to find me. <laughs> and right, this is a poem know. that he wrote about her not showing up. This okay. is called, Oh, Anna, Why Didn't You Appear? Oh, my God. Twas perfect plan of deviant pleasure, so bold on that spring night. My inner feeling, hot with propension of the new awakening season. Worn, wet with inner fear and rapture. My pleasure of entanglement, like new vines at night. Oh, Anna, why didn't you appear? Drop of fear, fresh spring rain would roll down from your nakedness to scent to lofty fever that burns within. In that small world of longing, fear, rapture, and desperation, the game we play, fall on devil's ears. Fantasy spring forth, mounts to spring fury, then winter, calm at the end. Oh, Anna, why didn't you appear? Alone, now in another time span, I lay with sweet and rapture garments across most private thought. Bed of spring moist grass, clean before the sun, enslaved with control, warm wind scenting the air, sunlight, sparkle, tears, and ice so like deep a and clear. Commercial. Like a yeah, little bit. It does. Alone again, I trod in past memory of mirrors and ponder for why number eight was not. Oh, Anna, why didn't you appear? Now, this, it, it, again, <laughs> I also imagine his wife, after all this going up, going, uh, like, after being captured and all this stuff, she being like, you know, he never once wrote me a poem. Isn't that sad? You know, with all this, we would just sit in silence and eat chicken most nights. Yeah. And he just, I didn't know he was capable I of I don't know why he would just poems. strangle me. I'm his wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. And then the hiatus comes. All right. Now, how long was this hiatus? 25 years. And 25 no, years. No, no, wait. No, I take I take that back. Actually, there's still three more victims. This is my question. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Do yeah, we there need was a hiatus from 1977 to 1985. Do we literally need to pause and do a second part? Of this episode and do a, a hiatus and afterwards and capture? Do we need to? Or are we running out of time? We're out of time, actually. So why don't we, we should pause and we're going to yeah. do a part two of this yes. and go into his hiatus. We're going to go into the second half of his killings yeah. and into his capture, which is incredibly fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is, it's an amazing story. Um, this is just a, you know, to all you would-be serial killers on there, don't be a pussy. Stop with yeah. the poetry and don't say, well, do I what you got to do. I have a sexual problem. I have a sexual problem. Uh, you show, you go, I'm the devil and I do the devil's work. Oh, yeah, cool. Man, I'll yeah. kill again. Yeah. That's so my serial killer. The, you always uh, even yeah. the, 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 uh, I'm the, uh, what's it? The cold feet serial killer yeah. who never does it. <laughs> like, I'll kill again. So <laughs> like, what do you do? You, are you going to kill me now? I'll kill again. Ooh, you got me good. Well, Mm, do you have any food? Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't pretend to be any uh, 
tacos lying around. Yeah, it was just the weirdest thing. He just threatened to kill me, but then he just ate all the beef in and the fridge. And then we sat and he sat and we ate dinner with yeah. uh, with the family. I and say uh, he's a nice he's guy. Really fun- he's yeah, funny. He's funny. Yeah. He's a comedian. His name's Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so um, he's got a great new web, uh, web webisodes series coming out calling uh, Huffing It with Biff and Stew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's but, just, he, so he's very nice and very entertaining. Uh, when is that coming out, by the way? February 1st. February 1st, Huffing It mm-hmm. with Biff My and damn Stew. Yeah. And, Featuring uh, Marcus Parks in the role of Toeless Joe uh-huh. and Ben and Kissel in the role of token fucking creep. Yeah, well, I get, I get a blowjob from a cockroach. And, of course, Holden McNeely is also the co-star of it uh, from the round table. And uh, I was there as you guys shot, and it looks absolutely amazing. It yeah, looks, it really does. It um, looks great. Oh, right. we're going to come back. Yes. So we'll do BTK. Maybe yeah. we could do it like... We'll do it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do part two. We're going to pick up uh, again April 27th, 1985 with Marianne Hedge, one of his most depraved ones. God damn. I can't like, wait. This one is brutal. He's disgusting. All right. Take us out with that spring poem, though. Oh, the spring poem. Yeah, well, let's hear yes, that. Of then course. We'll, I mean, maybe right. we could put some music behind yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear yeah. something nice to, to have the audience this is, this is called Tis Spring Out There. <laughs> I mean, where does he get his ideas? Oh, to walk among the new season, to herd a robin's voice, to see... Hey, I'm a robin, hey! Hey, how are you? (laughs) To see a dandelion bright, to watch a butterfly flight, to smell a simple flower bud. Oh, spring. He's a fucking wedgie. (laughs) He's such a dork. Oh, spring. These are the many reasons... Dennis L. Raider, 416-2005. Oh, he's Dahmer just killed people, guys. Yeah. Or he just killed people. He didn't write a fancy poem. Made human it. zombies. Uh, this one, uh, just one more. One there's, more. There's, there's, this one is called Peas in a Pod Poem. The green color pods at first were long and hollow. They it's had actually gro- about peas in a pod. Peas in a pod. It's not even yeah. about a friendship or something like that. <laughs> they had grown from Mother Earth, anti-society, into a wild vine. They vine with pods, long and curling upward, had many follows. How each pod had a unique pea that together walks a fine line. DLR 419, 2005. He just equated himself to a pea pod. He's he just a, thinks he's a pea pod. the word. All right. is. We'll talk to you next episode. Magustalations. Uh, Magustalations. Hail Satan. I'll gain. Hail me! All right. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.